Green Mountain Chronicles was originally produced for radio by the Vermont Historical Society in the 1980s. We're re-releasing them today as retro podcasts. Please note that any resources the podcast recommends may be out of date. We recommend you check out our website, vermonthistory.org, for the most up-to-date information. Green Mountain Chronicles number 34, Early Aviation. Silver wings, shining in the sunlight, roaring engines, headed somewhere in flight. Caledonia Fair and Rutland Fair were racing to see who would have the first airplane, because that would draw a crowd. 1910, and just seven years after the Wright brothers' success at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, 10,000 Vermonters watch as Charles Willard makes the state's first sustained heavier-than-air flight at the Caledonia County Fair in St. Johnsbury. On the same day, across the state at the Rutland Fair, George Schmidt is not as successful as Grace Pugh of Burlington, and herself the first woman to receive a pilot's license in Vermont, recalls. Schmidt's plane had to come from Long Island. And of course you wouldn't think of... Um flying from New York, Long Island, to Rutland. So they took it apart and put it in crates and put it on the train, and then they put it together, and uh, they couldn't get the engine started. So um, they put it back in the boxes and took it back to New York. A few years later, Schmidt, a Rutland native, returned, flying first in Middlebury and then in his hometown where... They had bags of uh, mail, People would write cards and letters and things to people, and then he would put the bags in his airplane and drop them over from the fairgrounds over the post office. That was airmail. But the day ended tragically for Schmidt. He got back to the field and on about 6 o'clock, and here were an awful lot of people lined up to go with him, but for some reason he took off by himself and he crashed. Even before 1910, some Vermonters had gotten the flying bug. Schmidt, along with Charles Hampson Grant of Peru, Vermont, had successfully flown homemade gliders from the roofs of their houses, while Walter Cleveland of Coventry is credited by Grace Pugh as the person who really brought manned flight to Vermont. He had seen a, a parachute drop from a balloon at Barton Fair when he was eight years old in 1903, the same year that the Wright brothers took off. So he got the old blue carriage umbrella with a wooden handle, and he jumped off the barn roof. <laughs> but later he learned to fly, and uh, uh, he had an airplane on his father's farm. Then he went from there to Derby Line. The airport at Derby Line was one of several that were built in Vermont following James Hartness's opening of the Springfield Airport in 1919. But airports weren't needed for one of the main activities of the early aviators, barnstorming. That was the thing in the 20s. After World War I, many of the fellows had learned to fly, and uh, they had an awful lot of surplus aircraft, which they could buy cheaply. So there was nothing for them to do except to go from place to place and, and uh, hop passengers. That's how they got their gasoline and their cigarettes. And uh, they would find a farmer's field that was uh, big enough level enough, and uh, they would land in the air. Maybe they would live with the farmer. Maybe they would sleep in the airplane or under the airplane wing. And uh, people would come out, flock, to uh, look. Someone would fly. And then in the 30s, they got some airports, and people would go to Montpelier, 
one week and they would go to Morrisville another week and go to uh, Burlington another weekend. It was much easier and safer and better to fly off an airport than to uh, fly off some farmer's field. In 1934, aviation as entertainment was joined by aviation as transportation when Vermont's first commercial passenger airline, the Boston, Maine, Central Vermont, began service. One of the airline's officers was Amelia Earhart, who a few years later addressed the Vermont legislature. She spoke toward the state encouraging more airports. They needed it. And uh, she said the day of aviation is here. And uh, people complained about the automobile when it came. But she said, I don't see any oxen or horses hitched outside the state house. <laughs> that was pretty clever. Thanks for listening. This podcast was remastered by me, Amanda Gustin, and released by the Vermont Historical Society. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe to get future episodes and rate and review it. Please also check out our website, vermonthistory.org, where you can find background information on these episodes, as well as other ways you can learn about Vermont history from home. The Vermont Historical Society relies on support from generous donors to preserve and share Vermont's stories. During these uncertain times, your support is needed now more than ever. Please consider donating today at vermonthistory.org slash donate.